0: Welcome everyone, welcome to Life Changing Moments. I am Sharon Ann Wyckoff and delighted to be here at BBS Radio with uh, Don and Doug. Um, This is my first live video radio show ever so it's been a learning curve for me for sure. Um, I've been doing radio for 15 years but this is quite different. So I thank you for being here today. We have so many choices in our life, so many opportunities to do various things. So I want to thank you for being here. And I just invite us all to arrive in this moment by taking one deep breath just to be here. And that's what Life Changing Moments is about, is about being in the present. So let's just one deep breath. And just feel yourself being here in this moment, in this now. Um, As we take that breath and just wait in a moment, we honor ourselves for doing what we have chosen to do and become more present. So I thought I'd just give you a little background about myself. As I said, I've been doing radio for 15 years, but this is the first time I've ever had an opportunity to do video. And it's a learning curve for sure. And um, I don't know if you've ever experienced the doubts that come up when you're trying to do something new. And I certainly have had those over the last, um, well, two months as I've planned this, but especially the last week and the 24 hours. So it's just an opportunity to move past those um, qualms of why am I doing this? So one of the things, I do have notes, and so I know with video you're going to see me reading my notes. So I just want to talk a little bit about this idea of life-changing moments, because I truly believe they do change our life. Sometimes we are, many times, we are so busy just doing life. Life that we uh, have a to-do list perhaps, or we have to take the children to school, or we have to go to the grocery store, and we just go, go, go. And so we miss those beautiful moments when we can connect with someone else, um, connect with ourselves, or see the awe in nature. And I just want us to remember that throughout our day, we can balance the challenges of today because today has so many challenges. These times of transition are really um, taxing our systems to be present and to live a joyful life. But these moments, these moments of um, spontaneous synergy of spontaneous connection can really make a person's day. I'm going to give you an example. Yesterday, I was walking around the creek nearby, and this rock called to me. And so I sat down on it, and it was, I'm hearing the waters rushing down. And it was just one of those moments where every care for myself dropped away. And I was just present in that moment. Totally unexpected, because usually I just do my loop. And it was just a beautiful experience. And in the process, several people came by and interacted. So if we just take time, kind of like set as a second intention in the background, for us to be present in the moment to those special times when we can just rest in the moment. So that's one of the reasons I called it Life Changing um, Moments. So the show in general has four different aspects. And I'm just going to read this to you because I want to um, have you know what I've thought about. It's going to be allowing yourself to be nurtured by learning to see and seize the amazing moments of awe in nature, magic connections with others, uh, and synergistic happenings, and to use such times um, to support yourself. And it's also an opportunity. I hope to be bringing up um, insights to you and ideas and resources that are going to allow you to hold the uncertainty that we're all going through right now as these times of transition continue. And um, the main part of the show is going to be talking about these times of transition and actually the astrological reasons that they're happening now at this time, which is not talked about very much uh, in the media, I see. And I really found it so helpful. So that will be part of it. And then also at the end, I'm going to give some ideas of ways you can just take care of yourself, because in order... To truly be able to um, thrive, sometimes even survive during these times, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to be strong. So, I'm going to share with you ways of staying strong, remaining vibrant, to being on alert as you increase uh, and stand in your own power during these times, observing and living in these tumultuous times. And the last is we hope that the content of this program will so resonate with you that it will be a catalyst for creating those moments of awe, connection, and um, synchronicity. So that's a little bit about the program. Um, And then the overview of today's format, I wanted to share that with you, too. And that is, as such, um, I'll always have an opening, and then I'll have a content. Today, I'm going to be talking about the days of transition, these times of transition, and the astrological um, reasons why they're happening. And then the second part of the program, I'm going to, this is about halfway through, I'm going to be having a guest come on talking about an amazing project that they're involved in, because there are so many grassroots projects arising all around the planet that are truly making a difference. And Katie from Katie's Crops will be with me today. And I've had her on the show before. Um, She is empowering youth to make a difference by creating these gardens. And she's now in 30 states. So uh, we will be talking with her a little bit later. And then another section is about our children. Uh, I've been a parent educator for over 30 years and I have a love of our children and today I want to share a little bit about uh, what's happening to our children worldwide and perhaps some words of inspiration and then the very last section will be a practice or two that you can incorporate into your times today to really um, ground you and be able to be more present and perhaps have those moments of life changing moments that we speak about. So, that is today's um, intro. And this next section is about these times of transition. Um, my history in this goes back 10 years ago i was in southern california and i heard a speaker speak about these times of transition and the changing of the age of um pisces into the age of aquarius and this happens because of the tilt of the um planet and i'm just going to read you a very short paragraph from the Aquarian shift by the healthy, holy organization here. What are these ages? Astronomers will tell you that the Earth rotates on an axis and that this line going through the center of the Earth has a slight wobble to it. It goes through a little circular wobble once every 24,000 years. Some say 25,000, some say 26,000, but we're coming to the end of this stage and that's why we're in this transition this cycle has been broken up into 12 parts associated with the 12 astrological signs or the constellations uh, based on which constellation the axis is wobbling towards thus uh, we've been in the we're now coming into the age of Aquarius so as we go around um and the planet leans toward one of the constellations. And I was just reading in another resource recently that about the about 1600, which was a long time ago, we began coming into the um, constell coming into the energies from the constellation of um, Aquarius. And so this has been gradually changing, but we're now right there where the energies from the constellation of Aquarius is really very, very potent on the earth. And it is causing everything that is not like these energies to be broken up, to be um, disseminated, to be undone. And that's what we're seeing right before our eyes. And because we stay in each, uh, we stay in the light of a particular constellation for about 2,500 years, we don't talk about this much because we're just in it for our lifetime. But this is what is happening at this time on the planet. And that is what um, this is all about. My notes from 10 years ago, um, and this is from Benjamin Kram. He was a master of the ageless wisdom and universal truths. And he says in the constellation prior to this, which is Pisces, um, it was a time for people to be a herd. There was very little individualization. And so we belonged to a group usually. And sometimes the group would have stronger leaders, but they would take us. And they would, we would kind of be sheep, perhaps, and following them. And sometimes that could be a very positive thing. And sometimes it could be not such a positive thing, but we had that choice. But now we are really coming into the uh, opportunity, coming into the time for us to stand in our own truth. And so, as you see, there is so many opportunities for this happening right now on the planet. And that we have the choice of either going in the direction of someone saying, this is the way to go, or to truly taking a stand and saying, this is what I need to do for myself. And it's very difficult to do that sometimes because we are up against um, a huge organization saying, this is the way. And because we're in a times of transition. And so uh, this is what we're seeing on the planet right now. And um, we are all here uh, on the planet. When we signed up to come to this planet, and most of us volunteered, as I understand it, we chose to come in at this time. Uh, Recently, I heard that some didn't choose. um, But, you know, uh, as I say, and I need to say it right now, everything I'm going to share with you Is the truth that I know in this moment. But it could change any time. It could change any time at all. So uh, I've always heard that we chose to come into this planet. And recently I heard that we, some of us, didn't choose. So that's the way I have to leave it. But when we come in, it's kind of like in our contract. We're here to grow. We're here to experience. We're here to explore. And in that process, we're going to have different opportunities, and we can choose road A or road B. So, um, but we are here to grow, and so these times of transition offer us an opportunity to go within and to really um, call on the attributes of of of, of goodness of. Um, vitality, of love, to stand in our own truth. And I know there are many choices that we've had to make, and it's not been difficult this last year. Uh, People have had to choose whether to take a vaccine, whether to have um, uh, the, the shots or not, and we have to choose to stand in our own truth. And so, it has been uh, a challenge. These, these times are not easy. Sometimes we have um, friction within families because some members choose to do this and some members choose to do that. So these are all um, opportunities for this time. And because this is a planet of growth, we get to explore the way that we um, grow and the things that hold us back, just like the last 24 hours, I really said, why am I doing this show live? Um, it was a huge learning growth, a, a huge learning process for me. And um, I have a little book called thought of a day quotes, great quotes to inspire and I opened it up this morning. Um, or actually last night, and one of the quotes I read is, to try not to become a person of success, but rather try to become a person of value. So I think it's so important in our lives to become a person of value and to stand for the values that we believe are important. So I wanted to share that with you. a um, next part of this is, as I understand you know, we have been in and really in a war without having it being announced as a war between the evil and the good. And I understand that humanity has prevailed and we and the goodness is prevailing and that um, I just found this a couple days ago. So I wanted to share it with you. Um, so. There has been a lot of things going on on the planet that have been undercover. We haven't known about them over the last four to six months. It's been a huge learning curve as I've been exploring. So I think there's going to be a a revealing in the days and weeks and months ahead of so much of the history that we haven't been aware of of what's happened and it's really good because it is a clearing of what has been not seen during the age of Pisces. And these strong energies of light coming in right now from the constellation of Aquarius is shedding light, just like a flashlight. You know, you go into a dark room and you don't see much, but if you have a flashlight, you turn it on. Um, You're going to see so much more and the flashlight is being turned on what so much that it has been hidden. And sometimes it will really, I think, shock us as to what's been taking place. And I will be revealing things as I go along, but um, I just want to do it in a gradual way. So we do just have to be aware that amazing energies are coming in of light and love. And um, it brings up another point in two days from now um, on May twenty sixth, there is a blue moon and I'm not that familiar with these things, but it says that they're said to be bring sudden changes perhaps. Um, And we may feel If we're not used to strong energies, spiritual energies, if you have not been a meditator, it may feel like a nervousness because I've had this experience recently when I was working on a project and I'm trying to get the project done and so I'm paying attention to the project and I'm beginning to feel agitated and then when I stop, these energies of bliss are coming in and I just have to stop and be in the moment. So I'm bringing this up because it's going to affect um, all of humanity. We may feel it. We may not feel it, you know, as with these energies uh, from these different um, blue moon eclipses or different ones. um, We may feel it. We may not. But I want to bring it up because it is being said that we may feel it. And if you do, I invite you, if you're feeling agitated, just to stop. And allow the energies to come in and not so much just with a mind, but with a body, take them into your whole body. Um, as we go through these shows, I'll be talking more about the body and the amazing instrument it is. It helps us to hold all that we are in right now. Um, we just can't think what we're we can't really just keep everything in our mind. We have to bring it into our body. Um, So it says, due to the nature of this May super blood moon, it's called Eclipse, we may also discover secrets of hidden information rising to the surface. This may be on a collective level, but it also may be on a personal level. So it's kind of like having this veil between um, the physical and the um, I call it God's bigger world, the spiritual world unveiled. And so we're going to be able to feel more, to see more. And if something might be revealed to you that you has been a mystery for many years, you just may not know of what has been the reason that you did something or the reason that something was done to you. And you might just have a a, a total knowing and this can be very challenging, but if you bring it into your body and just be with it, sometimes it will just dissipate. Oftentimes, we want to push things away, but if we can just be with them and hold them, they can either speak to us or they can just leave. So it's a time to just be aware if you are feeling extra energy to acknowledge it. Um It is this information that may inspire change or transformation, Um, but it is this information that can also give rise to an awakening, and knowledge is power. So I just wanted to bring that up, and that is May 26th, so that is coming up in two days. Um, A word that I've heard surface a lot in the last um, three or four months is coming into our own sovereignty to be a person of our own authority. And for myself, I have been um, like a people pleaser much of my life. So over the last six months, I've seen more and more opportunities for me to really stand in my own truth. And that doesn't make it easy often because our loved ones and those in our community, perhaps those in our family have different ideas. But it is an opportunity for us to continue this process of growth on this planet, and to truly be true to ourselves. So that is a word that is very much um, coming into focus right now. Um, I understand. I've I've lost connection to myself here on the show, so I don't know if it's continuing, but I will continue. Also, another aspect of this – you're still live, Okay. Another aspect of this is, um, again, about the higher frequencies coming up. Um, It also says to make sure that you are hydrated. Be sure and drink a lot of water to – It it really helps with our body when we're receiving more energy. And always take rest. Um, And if you can reduce the stress in your life in any way, that would be a wonderful thing to do. I've realized just recently that um, I've been under more stress than I realized. And I'm really looking at that because stress has never been a huge part of my life. But if we do have many things, um, if we do have many things going on, trying to turn my video on here. There we go. If we do have many things going on in our lives, sometimes we do have to really take steps to reduce our stress. And also, as I said, these energies may bring up uh, feelings or unfelt feelings that you haven't felt before. And so it's an opportunity to just be with those. And uh, one of the things that I came up with this week when I was um, going through challenges of you know doing the show, I just made myself stop and to plop down and sit to breathe, to feel, and then to rest in the moment, to rest in that moment of, um, to rest in the moment. All right. So that is what I wanted to share. So again, we are in the age of Aquarius right now. And the energies from the constellation are coming in much stronger than ever before because we've been in the age of Pisces before. And so it's an opportunity for greater growth, too. That's another thing I wanted to say is these times of transition. As a soul, we came here to learn and to experiment and to experience and to grow. And these are opportunities for us to do this in a great way. It's almost like it's being done for us if we just allow for whatever is taking place to happen, to be with it, and to bring it into our bodies instead of just thinking it. That is another good reminder, I think, for us to do that. And the times of transition will end because... We're going to, as we go into the age of Aquarius more and more. More people will attune themselves to the energies that are coming in, and go. Oh yes, you know this is this feels right, and I think there's going to be more people coming in on a um, a wavelength of wanting to serve the planet, wanting to make a difference wanting to really do something that is extraordinary. And this is the other thing I really want to support that and acknowledge this transformation that's taking place in our own lives of wanting to make the difference on the planet. And um, there will be other many opportunities for you to do that. And um, as I said, I'm going to be having a guest very shortly, Katie who is from Katie's Crops, and she's making a tremendous difference. And there's opportunities for people to get involved, um, to donate, to perhaps you'll be encouraged to do your own work. So I think that's what we'll leave that section as right now. And so I do want to move into uh, bringing Katie online. And before she comes in, I just want to say that, She is the owner and starter of Katie's Crops and she'll tell us how that all came about. And she empowers youth to provide a sustainable solution to hunger and therefore they support and provide funding to all their growers year after year. In 12 years, Katie Crops have donated over 450,000 pounds of healthy produce And served over 42,000 meals to people. So it is my honor to welcome Katie to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, Katie, it's wonderful to have you here today. Are you going to be just on audio today? I can start my video as well. There's your video. Excellent. Wonderful. It is a delight to be with you again. I just love your story so much and uh, just um, am so, so delighted to be able to share your work. So I would love you to start if you can and tell you, have you tell the audience, our listeners, how
1: this all came about and a little bit about your work. So my work with Katie's Crops really all began when I was in the third grade. I brought home a tiny cabbage seedling as a part of a school project, planted the seedling in my backyard, and it grew to be a 40-pound cabbage. I was astonished. I did not know vegetables could grow to be that big, and I knew that my cabbage was far too big for my family and I to eat. So every night before I sat down to dinner, my dad would always remind us just how lucky we were and how there are some families who weren't as fortunate as us who went to bed hungry or relied on soup kitchens for what might be their only meal of the day. And that's when I got the idea that changed my life forever. I decided that I wanted to donate my cabbage to a soup kitchen to help feed families who might not otherwise have a meal. So one Wednesday morning in May of 2008, I brought my cabbage to a local soup kitchen, called Tri-County Family Ministries. And I was actually blessed to be able to come back and serve my cabbage to 275 guests of the soup kitchen. And that whole experience, I mean, just seeing all of the people in line and seeing how there were families just like mine who had fallen down at, on hard times really changed my life. At nine years old, I wasn't aware of the issue of hunger. And wow. you know, it was just how many people it affected, And how they were really just people, like my family and I, who had fallen down in hard times and were struggling. And so I thought if one cabbage can help feed 275 guests at a soup kitchen, then imagine how many people a garden could feed. And that is what got me started with my journey with Katie's Crops and Youth Service.
0: Uh Awesome. just beautiful. I get chills every time you tell that story. So you were just eight years old when this cabbage, is that what you said? Yes. Eight years old. Mm. So how long did it take you until you got into actually thinking, okay, I'm really going to do this for uh, in a larger way?
1: So after I had donated my cabbage, I told my parents, I said, I really want to start a garden here and I want to take all the produce and donate it to those at Tri-County because the director of Tri-County, Ms. Sue, she had shared just how rare donations of fresh produce were, but how important they are and how they're really, uh, most emergency food programs were lacking fresh produce. And I thought here I was gardening, growing this massive cabbage. I had so much fun doing it and I was able to help so many people. So I told my parents, I said, I would really love to start a garden in my backyard and take all the produce and give it to Tri-County. So that's how it started. I started with a small garden in my backyard. And then when I was in the fourth grade, I approached my school and I asked them if I could have a plot of land to start a garden there. And they gave me a plot of land the size of a football field, which was the amazing. Size of a football field? Yes, it was just crazy. And so amazing that they were so supportive of my dream when I was in the fourth grade. Mm. So then I started the garden at my school, got everyone in my school involved. And then I began hearing from youth across the country and they were saying, we think what you're doing is awesome. We also are passionate about ending hunger. And so I decided that I wanted to start giving support and funding to youth across the country so they could become Katie's Crops Growers and start gardens in their communities, and that's kind of how everything really got started. Mm -hmm. I mean, the mission of Katie's Crops is to empower youth to start and maintain vegetable gardens and donate the produce to feed those in need, so Mm -hmm. it was just a really crazy thing that all started from one tiny cabbage seedling and changed my life forever.
0: Oh, it certainly did. It certainly did, and it's so important, I think, that so it, it just as you say, for the food um, banks to have produce, fresh produce, because many of them I know in the past have just been kind of your traditional, you know, meat and potatoes. So this, I think, is, is just so important to do that. And today the so many gardens are starting. I mean, there's so many. I know I have know quite a few projects around here. And how many states are you in now? And how many uh, children Or how many gardens, and how many children do you support and how many states are you in?
1: So in January of this year, we just added 75 new Katie's Crops Growers, which was so exciting. Mm -hmm. So now we have over 115 gardens growing across the United States in over 30 states. So it is so exciting. And this year we actually, we used to start Katie's Crops Growers at age nine because that's how old I was when I grew my cabbage. And this year with COVID, we kind of switched our model and we did grow our boxes. So there, we sent boxes out that had everything the youth needed in them to start their garden. And since they were going to be starting the gardens in their backyards and they were going to have support from their families, I thought it would be great to kind of lower the age to seven. And we have so many amazing seven and eight-year-olds that are growing with us this year. And it's just so exciting for me to see youth at such a young age just doing amazing things because the power of youth and just the impact that they're able to make is the most incredible thing.
0: Yes. When children learn something like this as a child and they actually do it their own hands, it's going to stay with them forever. It's going to stay with them forever. It
1: really is. And I think gardening is something that's so important. It's such an important life skill, being able to grow your own food. And there's so many benefits to it, especially these young growers. They are taking responsibility. They're becoming leaders. They are helping to grow a sustainable end to hunger. They're helping their communities. They're also being good stewards to the earth. I mean, there's just so many amazing things that come from Kids growing a garden and getting started early. And it's just, it makes me so excited for the future and just for the future of this country, knowing that there's just amazing, amazing kids who are so passionate about supporting their communities.
0: Yes, oh, so exciting. I went to your website recently and I saw that you actually have a place there where people, if they want to sign up to have a garden, they can uh, contact you, right?
1: Yes, we have all of the information on our website, and we open up our grower search in the fall so that kids can apply, get everything settled, and then they can start their gardens in the spring. So, this fall, we will be opening up another grower search for kids between the ages of seven and 16. And right now, we are also doing our Seeds for Change program. So, if you are interested in growing in your community, you can send us all of your information and we will send you seeds free of charge and you can use the seeds to plant them and help feed your family, help feed your friends, your community, things like that. So that is something exciting we're doing as well. And all the information is on our website and just look up seeds for change.
0: Seeds for change. How interesting. So you actually send out the seeds too.
1: Yes, we send out the seeds and it's a really It's a really exciting program and it gets everybody involved in gardening. It doesn't matter how young or how old you are. And you can kind of just plant wherever you have space. And that's the cool thing about gardening is there's so many different ways that you can get involved with gardening. Say you don't have huge plots of land, you can plant pots on your windowsill, you can use recycled tires, old kiddie pools. I mean, the possibilities are endless.
0: They are. They truly are. Uh, Although I live on a large piece of property right now, the deer and the turkeys (laughs) are out there. So I have all my pots uh, for my greens on top of a table outside and they are doing so well. You know, basil and kale and chard. It's just amazing. So we don't have to have a large space. And some of those things really grow wonderful during the winter, too. I usually always have beet greens growing through the winter, even if it's, you know, 30 or 20 degrees out.
1: Yes, it's awesome. And I'm super lucky living in South Carolina because we don't have too harsh of winters. So we can pretty much grow year round, which is awesome for us because we always need produce, especially for our meal distributions that we do. We used to do monthly dinners and these dinners, we would take produce from our garden and create fresh free garden-to-table meals for anyone in need in the community. Mm. And they used to be sit-down meals. And it was a really, it was such a great experience. But once COVID hit, we obviously couldn't have that many people gathered together in a room. So we switched to drive through meal distributions. And we do these distributions. In 2020, we did them once a week. And this year, we do them every other week. But we are doing 500-plus meals Every distribution. So it's definitely like we can always use the produce. So it works amazingly that we can kind of grow year round here.
0: Yes. Oh, that's just wonderful. So katie's crops.com is K A T I E S K R O P S, correct? Yes. Katie is the K and Crops is the K. Right. With a K. Yes. Katie's Crops with a K. And um, I know there is a donation button on there, too, if people do want to donate to you. Is that correct? I think
1: I there's a donation button and we also have an Amazon wish list and a wish list of items. I mean, there's things that can help out at our meal distributions and the gardens, things like that. So that is also on our website as well. Excellent. And I
0: understand that you are thinking about maybe bringing back a camp for this summertime. I don't know if you're going to do it this year, but tell us just a little bit about your camp.
1: Yes. So in the past, we have done the Katie's Crops Camp, and we brought together our growers from all across the country. And we'd have about between 12 and 15 growers and a chaperone come And we used to do the camp in Lexington, South Carolina at WP Rall Farms. We would have people come together and they would learn new and different gardening techniques that they could bring back to their gardens. We would host a mock Katie's crops dinner. We have kind of educational classes. It was a really great experience to bring the youth together get them to interact with one another. For me personally, to get to meet all of these amazing growers and just have them learn so much that they can bring back to their garden. Yes. And so we decided that we really wanted to bring the camp back. We're hoping sometime within the next few years that we can bring this camp back. And now we actually have an outdoor classroom at our flagship garden here in Somerville. And so we've been hosting lots of fun educational classes at our outdoor classroom. And we're hoping that eventually we can bring the camp back. Somerville and kind of hosted at our outdoor classroom. I think that would be so much fun. Oh, yes. Learning in the garden. I mean, there's so many awesome opportunities for hands-on learning experiences. Yes.
0: Oh, great to have you, Katie. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we end our conversation today?
1: I think just a huge thank you to everybody who supported me and, If you are thinking about, if there's something you're passionate about or thinking about doing to make a difference in your community, I say go for it. I mean, you never know what can grow from just one thing. A tiny cavern seedling changed my life forever, Mm -hmm. and I can't imagine it any other way.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Katie. It's always a delight to be with you.
1: Thank you so much. Have a wonderful (laughs) rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. So that is
0: Katie's Crops. And again, it's k a t i e s k r o p s dot com if you're interested in contacting Katie. So um, I see we have a couple guests. Is there anybody who wants to? Come online to share anything or to comment before I go on to this next section and talk about our children. I guess not. So, okay. So we're going to end the program these next um, few minutes. uh, Talking about our children and then I'll give you some, ideas of practices you can have to really take you suppose to take you and support you during these times of transition. So over the last 15 years of my radio shows, I've always been talking about children. Um, And one of the resources I use is from the children's defense fund. And it's Leave No Child Behind. And what they do is they have a state of America's children um, for 2020. And it's each day in America what takes place. And as you heard from Katie, she is empowering children in so many beautiful ways. And I just, I hold a vision that this is true for all of our children. But right now, it is not true for all of our children. And each day in America... This is what takes place with our children. I'm just going to read a few of them. Um, 1,683 babies are born into poverty, and another 700 are born into extreme poverty um 800 some do not have health insurance another 860 have low birth rate which is very um it's a it's a factor in wellness for children and 1800 children are confirmed as abused or neglected so i just I bring this up because I want us to really, um, I I want myself and others to really be empowered to make a difference in this way with children. to To see if we can do something. I don't know locally. Each state has their own um, uh, statistics. But uh, I just hold this vision of having things change for our dear little children. And um, I'm just going to read a short poem about, um, about our children. It's today's children are tomorrow's doctors, teachers, and engineers. Today's children are tomorrow's mothers, fathers, aunts, and uncles. Today's children are tomorrow's artists, singers, and architects. And today's children are tomorrow's carpenters, chefs, and farmers. What can we do to ensure that they live with love, not hate? We must first love them. What can we do to ensure that they live with a spirit of giving, not taking? We must first give to them. What can we do to ensure that they live with the essence of helping, not hurting? We must first help them. And what can we do to ensure that they live with a feeling of cooperation, not competition? We must first let them know cooperation. Let us see with new eyes. Let us hear with new ears. Let us think with a clear awareness and act with new understanding. And I just um, encourage us all to be aware of the way we interact with children. A smile with a child in the grocery store, that special connection, one of those life changing moments can truly change something. Uh, perhaps if we know a neighbor that is struggling with uh, a little one, we can uh, be a friend, you know, take them some groceries or something and just get connected. I just um, would love to change those statistics around in every community. And it starts in our communities, in our homes. So um, let's see. What do we want to do now? I think we're going to go into the very last segment of our program. And that is how can we truly make a difference in our own lives so that we can be able to hold the challenges that today brings. What can we do? Uh, One of the things I think we have to do is we have to take care of ourselves. We have to get the rest needed. We have to get the um, right foods in our body. And today, this can be a challenge because they're growing foods with different chemicals and that. So we really have to be very aware of what we do grow uh, or what we do eat and perhaps grow our own food. Um, Let me see. No, that's not it. Okay. So phase number four. See, here you get to meet to see me (laughs) do all my things. Where's part four? Okay, here we go. See, when I'm not on video, you don't see me do this. Um, One of the things that I think we can are called to do sometimes is to hold space for another, and it might be someone in our family who's really having a hard time. It may be a neighbor, and so if we are really um, in good health ourselves, rested, fed well, um, do the next enough movement and exercise so that we're healthy, then we can come with good mental health to hold the space for another, to really allow them to perhaps open up their heart. These times of transition are challenging for all of us. And sometimes we're the one who gives the space and holds it. And the other time, sometimes we're the ones who need it. So I just invite you to um, know that that is a service if you're called to truly be with someone and listen to them in a very deep way. One of my favorite mantras is I know exactly what to do and how to do it. And so when I'm having a challenge and don't know exactly what to do, and I've had to say that a lot this last few days about the show, is I know exactly what to do and how to do it. And that really supports me in knowing what to do. Um I think we're being called to live with courage right now. Um, I heard, I think that was the word the Dalai Lama used also for this year. Maybe it was compassion. But to really be able to see everything that is arising and to hold it as it rises up. It calls for great strength, compassion, and courage. And we can only do that when we have taken care of ourselves and are able to be um, strong in, that, in those times. So I'm going to close with a program, um, a reading here. It's a short one. It's from a book called "Opening Doors Within" by Eileen Caddy, and she was one of the founders of Findhorn. And I think it truly um, gives us a the encouragement, I think, to be with each day. It says, "Move out of your little puddle and expand your consciousness, really realizing that there is no limitation." Many people can see no further than themselves or the group or community that they are living in. They get so tied up by small, petty things that they have difficulty in expanding in any way. Here is where tremendous changes have to come and come quickly. Do not just be satisfied to accept just what you can understand, but be willing to go further and to step right out of your depths and do the seemingly impossible. I think we are actually all called to do the impossible today in many ways. In this way, your capacity is stretched. Let it be stretched until you feel it is going to snap, and then let it stretch even further. Live on the brink of something completely new, Be not afraid of the new and the unknown, but simply take one step at a time in absolute faith and confidence, knowing that every step will lead you to the wonderful new heaven and new earth. And so um, she always inspires me to to go to the next level. So, thank you for being here. I just truly have enjoyed this. I'm not nearly as nervous as I was at the beginning. Um, I hope to hear from you. You're welcome to visit my website, theartoflivinglife.org. Again, that's theartoflivinglife.org. And feel free to contact me through the page uh, there, the contact page. And so, I just have one last thought as we leave today. Know that you, today, you are making a difference right there where you find yourself. on the In the house that you're living in, on the streets you're living in, in the city you're living in, and the state you're living in, and in the country you're living in, right where you are. And bloom right where you are planted, as Mother Jones would say. So thank you. I will see you in two weeks on Monday morning. Thanks for listening to life-changing moments. And I hope that you will have more than one life-changing moment this week. Just be present to the moment, even in the midst of your busy day. Take time and just have a second intention in your consciousness to be present to those moments, special moments of connection, of um, awe with one another, And enjoy nature, because it can also bring amazing, life-changing moments. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.